This is the show where we pair the perfect beverage with the events in our lives. This is Let's, Let's Drink, Drink About it. it. You're listening to Let's Drink About It, a show where we proceed from the premise that every life event has a perfect cocktail pairing. I'm your host, Benjamin R. Harrison. I'm your host, Chris Bowman. And our lovely and talented guest is Jordan Morris. Hi, guys. Jordan Turning. Go podcast. Feeling particularly lovely today. <laughs> Looking particularly lovely. No, cut it out. Just got my nails did. Uh, yeah. You're, you look like a Halle Berry poster. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. That's what I, that's what I told the, the woman at the nail salon. <laughs> Make me look like a Halle Berry Yeah, what does poster? Halle Berry get when she, gets, when she comes in here? <laughs> to do a poster photo shoot. Uh, I think that my uh, fiance's mom goes to the same nail salon as the uh kardashian clan okay that's which a... is probably some great uh some great gossip floating around in there oh, sure but I, I i sort of wonder if the people that work there give a rip or don't <laughs> you know yeah yeah um yeah i mean i guess if they've got a camera crew in there with them right they they probably notice it but... sure <laughs> yeah but if i mean i feel like if, if if there's a camera crew they're going to some like crazy ritzy nail place that you know, you would only see in a Hollywood reality show. Sure. Where the where they also do your little dog's nails right. beside you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your handbag dog. Uh, there is a, a, I forget the reality show, uh, but uh, there is some, one of those e-shows about, you know, women trying to have it all uh-huh. and also yelling at each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, one of them is about a, and maybe you guys can fill in the blanks here for me. Uh, because I know you guys love dishy reality shows. Yeah, you know me well. <laughs> there's a there's one of these e women, and she opened up a gay nightclub here, and it is called Pump, <laughs> which is like which is like way too hilarious. I feel like I'm I'm like super on board with whoever this woman is. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the question: is do they do they, like how much insight do they have about? what they're doing yeah i feel like i want to make that my new spot just like casually you know when you're hanging around with people it's like what do you want to do tonight um yeah i mean we could we could go here or we could just like grab a drink at pump give me you know like casually drop it so give me 20 minutes i'll meet you at pump yeah Yeah. purple stuff cola sunny d (laughs) hey we all we can hit up pump yeah everything is generic (laughs) except for pump right um i uh when i was staying in Tacoma uh, a couple weeks ago for my film. Uh, at one point, we got lunch at a Vietnamese restaurant called Pho King. Nice. And <laughs> I was got me. puzzling got me. through on the way whether uh, Pho King was aware of their name being silly or not. I, I, I wonder that too. I mean, I And think then the... I was wondering, like, what's better? Yeah. Well, like, is it better know. if they're just oblivious? It's way better if they're oblivious. <laughs> I guess my ideal situation is that they did not know when they named it fucking. Someone explained it to them and they're like, okay, cool. Keep it. Let's get Who some cares? t-shirts printed up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They just leaned into it. Yeah. I wonder, yeah, the, my, one of my favorites around here is Young Dong Restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pretty good. Mine's a lot uh, cleaner. Like I always thought I could open up a Thai restaurant and call it Bow Thai or Thai Bo. Just, you know, using my name in the- Oh, in sure. The, in the name of the restaurant. Uh, uh-huh. But see, that's that's knowing, and I don't think that's as good. <laughs> well, I mean, Thai Bo has never been hotter. Yeah. So I think it, it's a good time. It's a very good time to be doing that. You know, like, People I'm are still not... talking about Billy Blanks. And... <laughs> I mean, it, there's never been the a better time to have, him, uh, to have, have him as a spokesperson for my restaurant. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. You could probably snap Blanks up for pretty cheap, right? Yeah, totally. Um, you could have some... 
Yeah, you could do like a you know local commercial where he's in front of a green screen, like punching and kicking various Thai dishes, <laughs> a barbecued fish with the head still on. Yeah, Sounds sure. good. I'm so glad you guys are on board. It's like I've already got an ad campaign. It's great. Well, speaking of reality shows, I think I saw Billy Blanks' son trying to pitch his DVD series, workout series on Shark Tank. Like wow. he was looking for financial backing. Oh, no. Part of the Blanks, <laughs> the Blanks of, workout legacy. Part of the Blanks verse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But like, I guess he, <laughs> I don't know. It may, I think like, it seemed like he didn't really have his father's blessing. Oh. He was like kind of out there on his own, but still kind of trying to, trying to work it, the family trade. It was he, either Blanks, Billy Blanks or a lesser Blanks who has a <laughs> workout through karaoke video. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, he should have just got his dad to write him a Blanks check. Am I right, you guys? Hey. Yeah. Oh. There you go. Hey. There you go. It was, uh, it was under everybody's nose this entire time. Yep, there it is. <laughs> Somebody else. We were it. circling it like sharks in the shark tank. Yeah, I'm surprised the producer on Shark Tank didn't, didn't whisper that into one of their earpieces. I know, yeah. <laughs> No, Chris, maybe if this whole this whole Thai restaurant thing doesn't work out for you, you could be a zinger writer for Shark Tank. It's perfect. Sounds good. I mean, I'm sure you could put me in touch, right? You're in showbiz, right? Oh, yeah. Sure, yeah. yeah. Me and... Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of one person who's on Shark Tank. The guy who owns the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. Uh, uh, you're, thinking of, uh, you're thinking of Mark Cuban. Yes, That's, yeah. yeah. Me, and, uh, me and Cuban, we play golf. Uh, yeah. We, we're part of a secret fight club. Yeah, That's I can... Oh, so cool. I know how Hollywood works. You can't keep it from me. Oh, sure. It's a, it's a small town. It's a small town. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Is it, and isn't one of the Shark Tanks also the guy who invented FUBU? Uh, yeah, Damon John is, okay. is on there. Um, ben, and you then, know like a lady that sells tank. a lot of like uh, jewelry organizing devices mm-hmm. on QVC and uh, scary mean bald guy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. uh, there was a there was a funny joke on at midnight this week that I did not write where um, uh, Paula Dean I guess has gotten into the freemium app game no way game. so she's got like a kardashian yeah Hollywood she's got a type. she's got like a candy crush type game where you <laughs> where you match bacons and butters and stuff uh, like yeah. that crispy cream falls on a <laughs> falls on a burger patty yeah exactly <laughs> um and there's a very terrifying commercial for it where they film her in the the most upsetting slow motion you can film someone in <laughs> uh while she's just kind of cracking eggs and looking kind of generally unhinged wow uh anyway the joke that it was just a kind of in the introduction to the thing it was um uh, uh of course you remember paula dean uh food network celebrity and former fubu spokesperson was <laughs> 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 uh, uh, emmy blotnick if i remember correctly if I'm emmy blotnick wrote that joke yeah yeah i think so past guest on this show. oh yeah. there you go yeah She's very funny i uh i briefly was in a Never going out and performing improv troupe with Amy Blotnick. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. uh, we, you know, we those. got to the point where we realized we hated each other and then disbanded right before we were about to start <laughs> going and doing... What could have been? Know. What could have been? Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I, I like Emmy. It was, it was mainly every single other person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I think Emmy is super funny. I, yeah. did, I had no idea she was out here. Yeah, she's a new, a new, a new co-worker of mine. Good news. Give her a high five from, for uh, your buddies on Let's Drink About It. Will do. Chris, what's happening in your life this week? Uh, I've discovered my limitations uh, in practicing mindfulness. Oh. How about you? 
I uh, had the. I, I'm planning my wedding, so I finally got to talk to the guy that is in charge of the bar for my wedding, which uh, I'm sure you guys can both guess is fairly important to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, how about you, Jordan? What's uh, What's your thing this week? Yeah. Let's see. Um, this week. Um, yeah. This week is a pretty standard work week, and then uh, yeah, then the week after. Uh, it's my, maybe my first hiatus in some time, so nice. I've got a got a little week off. It's my first one in in quite a while, so it'll it'll be nice. It's um, we'll have the perfect cocktail for you to sip while on that hiatus. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, you are going to be drinking a beverage called the Resting Point. Okay. Uh, this is an ounce and a half of Reposado tequila. Half an ounce of yellow chartreuse, half an ounce of punte mace, half an ounce of lemon juice, half an ounce of agave syrup, and one trimmed strawberry. Uh, it so, sounds like it'll have a little south of the border kick to it. Yeah, this is kind of, I would say, like a strawberry margarita in some ways, but kind of tricked out and chopped and screwed okay <laughs> uh, so you're gonna we're gonna muddle the strawberry and then add the other, other ingredients shake it with ice and strain into a chilled cocktail glass and garnish with a strawberry so that's the resting point sounds good yeah uh, ben you're gonna be having uh, something called cupid's cocktail uh it's an ounce of now i'm gonna say some brand names here so i think so you know yeah if you can't lay them on just, me yeah just substitute for buzz market the shit out of it yeah um uh, uh, fuck it. I'll just skip the brand names. I don't know why I have to include them. An ounce of cherry. I, actually, I'm kind of curious about the brand names. I'd say I kind do of it. I, I like knowing the brands that people okay. use. Okay. All right. Well, uh, so it's an ounce of Peter. If you Hearing. don't think it's unsavory to mention them, no. I, I mean, we do it sometimes, not other times. Like Punta Mes is a type of sweet vermouth, but there's like enough variation within that type of alcohol that it sometimes makes sense to actually say mm-hmm. the thing. I mean, sometimes, sometimes we leave it up to the listener, but. Well, um, uh, yeah. Here, here now is the recipe with brand names. Uh, <laughs> one ounce of Peter Hearing cherry. Do you want hearing. me to do you want me to like beep those out with an air horn? <laughs> <laughs> please, please. Boop, boop. <laughs> uh, an ounce of peach tree schnapps. Uh, four ounces of fresh orange juice, uh, and an orange and cherry slice for garnish. Um, you're going to shake all the ingredients and strain into a highball glass and garnish. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. So this sounds like a fern bar <laughs> recipe to me a it's, little bit. It's, it's another uh, Dale DeGroff classic. So there's plenty of those, you know, like yeah. sweet candy-like drinks in there. So totally, yeah. I, I, uh, I, uh, in buying, I, I did not buy peach tree schnapps. I bought um, whatever the peach thing is from those Banan du Brazil uh, creme de banana <laughs> people, which is yeah. apparently markedly less sweet. And I was uh, chatting with the guys in the booze store, and they're like, "Oh yeah, those Dale DeGroff recipes are real sweet." Yeah, and you can probably do. Just fine, backing off on the <laughs> on the sugar. But factors. this is uh, this is something I've heard, and like I, I could be wrong, but um, now PDT and like Death and Co. Are those guys all sort of they're they're all um, descendants of Dale DeGroff? Like they've all worked uh, under Dale DeGroff. Is that true? Who are, who are we? Uh, that's it's somebody else. What's the guy's name? Is this a Billy Blanks esque dynasty mm, yeah. <laughs> for cocktail guys? Who, David Wondrich, I think, is who you're thinking of. Oh, uh, okay. Because I just I heard that those guys all came from like uh, 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 they studied under somebody who was into like the sweeter side of things, you know. And so uh, 
you know, if you're into those yeah. drinks, then, you know, they're, they're going to be more sugary than they are not. So, yeah, you, right. it, it's obviously all of these are to taste. So if it's too much for you, you try one, say that's too sweet. And then, you know, yeah, well, I'm going to make this motherfucker and I'll tell you whether it's too sweet or not. <laughs> Fucking if, A. Yeah. One thing we've been talking about lately, Jordan, I'd be curious to hear your opinion on this is we've never like had like a formal rating system on the show. Oh, okay. Uh, we've had our share of bad cocktails. Sure. Um, Anything stick out? What's, do, do you guys have a, this is the worst? I mean, that, that one well, with the hot dog. You were there It might have been it, that man. hot dog one we had. <laughs> totally. You guys were here. Yeah. yeah. I read about somebody that made a cocktail with a hot dog in it on YouTube. Like, I had no idea about this, but like, she'd done it like six months before we put up that episode and got super YouTube famous for it. And oh, wow. she now like has like a, a certain amount of celebrity. I know that, um, I don't know if you guys know Allie and Georgia out here. Oh. Uh, they are no. a kind of fun cocktail duo. They host maybe, things. Maybe they host this a, is them. Uh, yeah. They made a, I think their claim to fame was the chicken nugget martini. Right. Whoa. That was, I think, what, 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 you know, brought them from minor YouTube personalities to right. YouTube forces. So. We, should, so we should have them on the show. I would love to know what a chicken nugget martini is. Do you remember? <laughs> I don't remember. I, I okay. think it was probably just a gin martini like, with a nugget dropped in there. No, I'm sure there's garnish, some sort of... Garnish with a nugget. That's disgusting. Yeah. Maybe anyway. a little sweet and sour rim. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, the other irony of this uh, Cupid's cocktail, Chris, is that uh, yet again, I have had to buy a bottle of cherry brandy. <laughs> I think that's like four, show. five now? Yeah. Yeah. I believe that we bought a bottle of cherry brandy before when we, were we came there over last. to Jordan's apartment that's, to record the last time he it's, was uh, <laughs> Yep. It's here in my house now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. Uh, Chris, you're going to be drinking El Burro. Uh, this is an ounce and a half of Reposado tequila, an ounce of ginger beer, uh, three quarter ounces of lime juice, three quarter ounces of pineapple juice, half an ounce of simple syrup, and a quarter ounce of absinthe. Shake those with ice and strain into an ice-filled Collins glass and garnish with a lime wheel and some candied ginger if you've got it. Mm-hmm. El burro. Sounds good. Uh, because burros are obstinate. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, let's make them. They are let's the most it. difficult of the horse variants <laughs> I've heard. Yeah, <laughs> fucking burros. <laughs> Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Oh, I don't have mine. Oh, sorry. I forgot to get it. <laughs> Jordan's got to go get his. This never happens. Sorry. Yeah. I'm, I realize I should have handed. No, no. <laughs> uh, I, have yeah. my, I have my drink uh, and my glass of water, so I'm just going to clink my glasses together. Oh, good. And, yeah. I don't want to uh, be left out. I feel like it's so weird to go over to somebody's house and make... A bunch of drinks for them. Yeah, uh, we I did it for uh, when we did uh, when we had Julie Sabatier on the episode. Mm-hmm. Same thing, and we were getting all these compliments on how nice the ice and the drinks look. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. was like, uh, not something we can really take credit for. Well, cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, that's really tasty. Mm. I usually, uh, I feel so awkward drinking out of a martini glass. I feel like I can never look <laughs> proper. There's two things I always feel, you know, super, super weird doing. And one of them is drinking out of a martini glass. The other one is like 
shaking dressing onto a to-go salad. <laughs> I feel like I can't look dignified doing either of those yeah. things. The joke is on the customer. Right. Um. Like, here you go. Look like a boob. Yeah. <laughs> Especially like at, like at a, in a, in a workplace, like just everyone's having to listen to you shake the salad. Right. I uh, <laughs> briefly worked in a restaurant that served um, burger with uh, shoestring french fries. Okay. There's just a big bird's nest of shoestring french fries. There's no way to pick these things up and put them into your mouth that doesn't mm-hmm. make you look like a dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> and they were yummy, so everybody ate them, but it, I always liked... Like one of my favorite uh, recreations at that job was just watch people attempt to consume French fries. I think um, like with with a martini glass, the problem is when I drink, like with most drinks, I attack the drink. And if you attack a martini glass, you end up wearing half of it. Yeah, you wear it because yeah. like drinking out of a mini soup bowl. Yeah, I think like <laughs> that's where the the, the dignified uh, uh, approach helps. Yeah, well, the, and then the coupe is like the cocktail glass that is supposed to be less spilly. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's just as spilly. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I feel like I, I don't. Maybe a cocktail aficionado knows this going into a drink. We but don't I know don't. anything, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> the premise of this show is that we are learning as we go. I feel like I don't know enough about cocktails to anticipate when something will be served in a martini glass. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. And then when I get one as a surprise, I, I feel like I want to compl- I'm Like, is it tacky to say, "Can you put this in a highball glass?" Because <laughs> I feel the same way. Like I, I mean, sometimes it'll say up or neat or or something like that, and that tip. I guess neat sure. usually means it's in a it's in a rocks glass, but with no rocks. But up means it's been shaken and strained. And I almost always want some ice in my drink. Like I, I'm, with the exception being a martini. Mm-hmm. But uh, even then, sometimes I'll just say like pour some gin in a glass with ice and then put a lemon on top of it and Mm -hmm. (laughs) leave me to my sorrows Um, yeah um but i feel the same way like when i'm looking at a bar menu i'm looking for mentions of ice (laughs) like that's (laughs) like the first thing i'm looking for how's your ice today (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) oh very cold sir (laughs) i'll have that Uh, it's a phase of water (laughs) (laughs) right uh but yeah this is really good super refreshing good uh do you think a warm weather drink? Yeah. Do you think an on the rocks version of that could find its way into your uh, your work hiatus rotation? Oh fuck yeah, yeah. That would, this I, I think would would uh, be very nice over ice. Yeah. The color I, uh, the color of that is browner than I was anticipating, and I think that's from the sweet vermouth that's in there. But uh, just adding to the kind of undignified <laughs> way to consume this drink, I had a nice time dunking the strawberry and then eating it. <laughs> I can't imagine I looked very cool while I was doing it, but uh, it, it was a treat. I thought it looked awesome. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I really appreciate that. <laughs> I took a little like mental Instagram of it. I was like, this is <laughs> about like, yeah, as cool as it gets. This guy's looking <laughs> real cool. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, this is, boy, yeah, this is a, a, a terrific warm weather. Kind of a, a, a midpoint in sweetness between a you know standard cocktail and a margarita. I feel like I like about three sips of a margarita, mm. and it's awesome, but then I'm like, yeah. nah, I don't want this like, anymore. You're drinking like a weird soda. Yeah, or a melted popsicle. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is a great midpoint. It's 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 a little sweet, uh, so as to be fun, but not overwhelming to where you feel like you're, right, yeah, just having a can of Mountain Dew. Well, that's so, good. Uh, like... Jordan, with, with the break coming up, are you, you're a typically busy guy. I mean, you're, you know, if you're not working, you're, I'm sure you're, uh, I don't know, do you still do improv stuff? 
Uh, I on. don't really. I don't do too much extracurricular comedy sketch stuff once in a while. Uh, uh, so it's, do it's you rare. do you have plans then for your your hiatus? <clears throat> Actually, I'm, I picked up a, a a job a couple of days writing for the Spike Guys Choice Awards. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure we'll all be shaking salads and drinking out of martini glasses <laughs> yeah. in the writers' room. So I'm going to do a couple of days there. Uh, but yeah, then I think I'm just going to have a couple of days of aimless wandering. Nice. Lovely. That sounds, sounds great. Can we uh, pass out a Lifetime Achievement Award to Adam Carolla? And, uh, right, yes, exactly. Uh, have him, and then he'll fight Joe Rogan for it. And the guy from <laughs> Bar Rescue. <laughs> oh, man. If I get to meet John Taffer uh, from this, that, that will, it'll all be worth it. Yeah. I'll would ask you, him where he got his one sport coat. <laughs> yeah, he really does only have the one. Yeah, he puts a new polo shirt on underneath it for every episode, but he has the <laughs> one the, the one sport coat with slightly too long sleeves. Yeah, he he really like came out of nowhere to become the yelliest guy in reality television. Yeah, speaking of uh, speaking of reality TV for sure, uh, which yeah. is a, a, a you know that's that's the crown I feel like for at least if if you're on the kind of male-oriented side of reality TV sure. is who's the meanest, angriest. Yeah, can he out-yell Gordon Ramsay, I right. think, is the, <laughs> the, the question he has to ask himself. Man, when they when they team up to do a show where they, like, rehab restaurant bars... Yeah. <laughs> that'll be a... I, John Taffer has another show where he pits restaurants against each other to see who can, like, improve... Oh, it's kind of a, a mashup of Bar Rescue and Shark Tank. Right. And I tried to watch it because I... I... Oh, wait, is this... um? Uh, it's the one on CNBC, right? The... Uh, I think this is also on Spike. Oh. <laughs> um, anyway, but I, I, I did not like watching this, but I still do enjoy Bar Rescue from time to time. I think I just like watching people hanging out, having drinks. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why Cheers is so popular. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, I got to, uh, I got to meet, um, uh, Sean O'Connor this week, and I told him how much I liked Best Bars in America on the Esquire <laughs> Network, and I just realized, like, oh, that's another show where just it's basically you watch people hang out and have drinks. Right. <laughs> that's a that's a formula, you know. No one yells at anyone, which is a shame. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> it's amazing that it works, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Someone should be yelling. Yeah. Uh, well, so how does a like for for those of us uh, on the periphery and further out from showbiz, I feel mm. like. A hiatus is a term I hear from time to time, uh, and what I know it to mean is I'm not watching The Daily Show for a week or whatever. Right? Uh, is it you know built into the schedule just to be kind of downtime for people to recharge? And it is. I think it's more an, a cost issue. Mm. Uh, just for... running running headlong at production in perpetuity is right. too expensive. So I like it. You know, you can kind of like have new episodes further into the year right but without having you know a, taking a taking a break every month every two months right uh it, yeah i guess it just keeps costs down and and yeah i mean definitely there's some uh there's a creative reason to do it it's something i everyone comes back feeling more recharged so uh-huh. i think that but i don't think that's what comedy central was thinking when they <laughs> uh when they had their hiatus plan so yeah does the show um tape like a bunch in a row or do you tape once a day? Uh, yeah, it tapes, uh, it tapes, uh, we tape three days a week. So we tape okay. Monday's show on Monday, Tuesday's show on Tuesday, uh, Wednesday's show on Wednesday afternoon and Thursday's show on Wednesday night. Oh wow. So yeah, uh, Thursday and Friday are kind of just, uh, banking stuff days for us. So we right. just kind of come in, doing remotes come up with and... evergreen type stuff. And then, huh. uh, yeah, the rest of the days, uh, are the show and kind of more about the topical stuff. Right. So. 
Um, you ju- you just started this job, I think, the last time you were on, right? Yeah, I might. This actually might be like kind of my one year anniversary of having the cool. job. So, and, and everything you're, yeah. you've settled in, obviously, at this point, you're kind of like it's old hat now. Oh yeah, I mean, I've pissed all over everything. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all about your yeah. musk. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, man, well, our show got Emmy Blotnick the job, I'm sure, but uh, uh, yeah. But, I mean, that's what they do when you're applying for the job. They're like, send us all your best podcast experiences. <laughs> that one time you went on, <laughs> let's drink about it. <laughs> oh, boy. They're uh, like, well, his his packet was good. He's got a great resume, but he wasn't great on Let's Drink About It. He uh, had a kind of a lackluster kind of, appearance. Kind of phoned it in, to be honest. Yeah. And, uh, just didn't banter well, didn't have a lot to... Not, not so many yes ands as we would have liked to hear. Sure. And, um, Get in. They got to jump in there on yeah, podcast. Obviously, Chris and Ben aren't funny enough to carry it on their own so they have funny people on and if the show falls flat whose fault is that you know, <laughs> the guests right the, the guests, guests. <laughs> i did i did to get the shop have to turn in a like two pages of what i thought my best tweets were oh wow so i guess that that social media does does influence did you wow. just take like the top page of your fave star yeah best of, you know or? fave star is weird because i mean what gets stars on twitter is weird because like right. i mean obviously like topical stuff does really well like if you yeah you know if you can make the first you know the pope is retiring joke <laughs> <laughs> it'll probably get more stars than just a you know general observation about you know to go salads or something <laughs> uh so yeah so fave star isn't always great for that i mean i think right to if something has a ton of stars you would have to say like okay i did this right when Right. The Pope retired. Yeah. And also, like... I was real, real quick on that. Twitter doesn't award, reward originality quite in a one-to-one way. It's like kind of a... Like, I had uh, a tweet last week or the week before where I was looking in an episode of... Uh, an issue of National Geographic about uh, people with weird pets. And uh-huh. there was a p- picture of an old woman in an above-ground pool nuzzling with a capybara and <laughs> I, fun. I took a took a picture of it with my iphone and tweeted this could be us but you plan which nice. is not an original joke sure. at all like it's kind of a shamefully unoriginal joke right. and <laughs> fucking it like you know it's small scale because it's me but for my from my experience, this fucking tweet went out of control. Like, <laughs> I got so many retweets. I got, you know, I, points. I, <laughs> I had the same experience. I uh, found a, it was just on the side of a, a Mexican restaurant that specialized in carnitas. Uh-huh. Uh, a, a pig boiling another pig in a pot. Oh. So this was a chef pig who was boiling another pig in like a cauldron. And I just tweeted that with Bay Got Me Like. <laughs> People loved it. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe, I mean, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I did like, you know, on hitting send though, I was like, can I please just not write a joke that is something I read on Reddit six months ago. Sure. Uh, but it worked for some reason, you know? But yeah, people love, they had me like, this <laughs> yeah. could be us but you play, and <laughs> booty had me like, yeah. your boys all. <laughs> uh, uh, well, Chris, tell me about your limitations. Oh, uh, which ones? Uh, <laughs> well, so I guess with... You know, mindfulness being something like presence of mind, just sort of being in the moment and not... And what, in this case, it's like with confrontation, like overreacting to something that, you know, isn't necessarily your fault. So it basically happened at work where, you know, it's a... Uh, I use the term high pressure, but it's relative. It's just, you know, it was a busy night at work and sure. uh, 
um, shit was falling apart. <clears throat> excuse me. And, uh, and so I kind of, do you need, you do know, you need uh, to take a moment, dab your eyes? Oh God, guys, just, just <laughs> have a pause here. Um, anyway, so basically what happened was it was just a confrontation with a coworker and I kind of, I didn't take to it very kindly. And, uh, instead of just letting it go, I snapped back, you know, and then it kind of escalated very yeah. quickly. It kind of escalated very quickly. And it, 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 it came back down very quickly. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't, it was all over. And, and when it was said and done, it was just like, yeah, that's just as a lesson to, uh, don't go there in the first place, you know, just let it, let it go, let it slide. Cause it's what we do is not important. We're not saving lives. You know, it's not a big deal. Um, you know, restaurants and, always have that kind of like it's tonight or we're all fired mentality though. I feel like, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like we, generally speaking, like we're a good group of people, and and we all get along. And yes, it's you know it can get crazy at times, but I yeah. mean, I just keep telling myself I'm you know, like you guys have jobs where, uh, like yes, my job people are depending on your role, like the the, the role you play, people are depending on you. But should something go wrong, it's not all going to fall apart around you. But yeah, you know, well, I feel like it. it it has that feeling, especially now with, you know, online reviews and stuff where, you know, the more one star reviews you get, the, the, the lower your, your, uh, you know, your bottom line gets. Sure. I, yeah. Am I using I, that term right? Bottom line? Nah. Uh, yeah. Well, your revenue gets, it suffers when people take, take online dumps on your <laughs> establishment. Yeah. But I mean, to be, to be honest, I'm not, you know, like we're not doing anything that like wrong that it's even affecting that it's it's you know it's more of yeah. like it's more like the internal struggle with the people you're working with and yeah you know um i think of the jobs that you guys have and when i say that people are depending on you like there are things if something goes wrong you're like potentially um you know in your case ben like filmmaking you know you could be losing money let's say if you fuck up you know something or whatever um I, so i the, am and i do sure and the pressure feels a little more real in that sense you know um or Maybe it's more justified, the pressure. I don't know. Maybe. Basically, I, what I'm trying to say is that like, you don't? No, I mean, I, I, I feel like I've sort of designed... Like, there, there are parts of the film industry that are like that, where the producer's on everybody's ass, and it's a 14-hour day, and they're asking the crew if we can push to 16, and I've never run my sets like that, and I've never been interested in that type of... like like working on that type of set just because it it really is deeply incompatible with my uh mental health <laughs> yeah right right well i mean you know you guys are out there on the west coast and you both grew up there right uh yeah uh, northern california for me so, so i mean you are used to a certain amount of new age speak out there and maybe <laughs> maybe uh maybe you know i don't want to get too far into it but i mean you know, at a certain point, you have to you have to remember that there are things bigger than you, right? You have to take yourself out of yourself. I mean, it's very easy to get mm. locked in your head, and and so I've been sort of getting better at that and letting things slide a little bit. But you know, it sometimes happens quickly, and I'm like, all of a sudden, uh, right? You're you're just reacting. You're you're being instinctive, kind of. Yeah, thing. exactly. So, um, like, the interesting part is that now the recovery period is much shorter. You know, like mm. I don't. I mean, if, generally speaking, I don't sit with it too long. It's like, oh, yeah, no, that was just a knee jerk, and I, I didn't think about it. But, um, you know, let's this think about it. What's that? Let's think about it. Yeah, let's <laughs> think about it. Um, 
Anyway, yeah, I mean, it's 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 that thing where you know you've got to know when to stick up for yourself. You know, if you're getting spoken to a certain way, and you know, yeah, you could be you don't want to be a doormat. You know, you have to defend yourself, but you've got to pick your battles. So it becomes this weird, you know, this weird line. It's like, oh, is now the time? You know, like yeah, it's like a like a split second decision kind of thing. Um, right. And yeah, well, in this case, it was the wrong reaction. It was just uh, you know, it was like again a knee jerk reaction, but. Yeah, I always wonder about that, like how you can, you know, like it always occurs to me, like driving around L.A., like, you know, it's it's so upsetting to be on the road in L.A. sometimes where you just feel like so helpless in this massive automobiles and people do crazy things with their cars and mm-hmm. and all you have is your knee-jerk reaction. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is kind of like an interesting exercise to just be like this, little zen i'm going to like go when there's space to go and not go when there isn't kind of person uh, uh i, I like don't do f- that very well i like though. to try and find a nice side street uh-huh. <laughs> yeah gotta use that ways to oh, find yeah. a nice side street um yeah but it's like I, I, it's 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 one thing in theory but in practice i'm just like you know giving the bird out <laughs> both windows at all times well i'm steer, steering with my knee <laughs> i think back to like moments like that where like your every instinct is to resist and to um you know like being trapped in the car in traffic is a good example but when i like last year came down to new york and, and worked with you on nadia kamal's music video yeah um i was i woke up the day i was supposed to leave um and it was I thought it was flying at 8 p.m. Mm. and it was actually supposed to be 8 a.m. And at 8 a.m. <laughs> I woke up and I was like, click the television on, watch some terrible morning television, you know, just relax. <laughs> and then I just casually check my email. And it's at this point nine o'clock and I had missed my flight by an hour, <laughs> like potentially. Uh, but it was a fl- it was an email saying that my flight had been rescheduled to 11. And so I, hey, I, okay. I was like, I honestly shot out of the bed like I had never done before. I mean, I pretty much in one motion got dressed and packed and out the door. (laughs) And uh, so, you know, all I could do was get myself to the train station or to to the subway station. And, um, you know, everything like the train journey itself, the subway ride and the train journey had nothing to do with me. It's like you get to (laughs) you get to where you've got to be. And when the doors open, then it's up to you. Like you run, you know. So <laughs> instead of like in the train going like fucking like blaming everyone. Sure. Yeah. You cannot. You cannot move the train faster. You cannot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, from delaying. Yeah, and it's out of your hands. And everybody on that train, like you look at, like if they get in your way, it's like you are stopping me from getting where I need to be. And it doesn't matter that it's my fault. It's it's you're stopping me. So right. But in that moment, I thought, this is what I can do. Like this is there's only so much I can do here, and and do not stress out about it. I just I thought it was like a a, a, a chance to practice this, and I did it, mm. and I made the flight with like time to spare, and you know the like the you know maybe even a week before it would have been just di- like dire panic mm. all the way. You know, <laughs> did you get to go to the airport, Shake Shack? Uh, no, that see did not have enough see, time for that. Foreclosed on that by uh... yeah. And missing your first flight. I did. Well, maybe actually, if you just would have been more present right. in the moment, you could have found time to go See, to the airport. There's, there's always room to improve, Jordan. There's always sure. room to improve. But I have. Guys, I'm interested. Guys, Jordan. when I flew out to Tacoma this last time, I totally missed out on my opportunity to go to the airport Shake Shack because I was looking at my ticket and I was like, mm. the boarding time is 4:20. 
uh, which gives me 40, uh, you know, like yeah. it's, it's, you it's have to like whatever. laugh at that for five minutes. Right. Yep. Yeah. Significant and time. When, yeah. I, when my gut recovers, uh, <laughs> I, I say I've got 45 like minutes to collect my hamburger and milkshake and board the airplane. And then, uh, I realized that that was the departure time mm. <laughs> and I had to sprint to the gate just after ordering my hamburger. So I left a burger. Oh, wow. Sitting on the counter. Do you think it's still there? Uh, I'm hoping it's there when I yeah. <laughs> when I return. Yeah, maybe when you fly in back a couple days time. Yeah. Out. Oh yeah, it's a little cold, but it's still, sure. I mean, you know, they're, the the stuff they're doing with preservatives these days. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, food yeah. does not go bad these days. Jordan, yeah. I had a, I had a, a question uh, on the subject of confrontation. I mean, being uh, a comedy writer and and having to work as a part of a team, I imagine things can like even though it's it's comedy, I imagine things uh, can they get uh tense in that room or you know do, do you do you find that happens often or not not very often at all like i mean you guys quite um, uh, yeah, consider it a, a little bit i mean definitely there you know sometimes someone will you know believe in something and think like this is really funny we should do it and it will rub someone else the wrong way i mean i yeah. think that you know you just have to my thing and i've definitely been a a you know confrontational unpleasant creative in my life like <laughs> yeah you know, You're someone... always going on star trips. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I think when I when I worked at Fuel TV, I was probably a little bit of a pill because I think I I I thought I could do everybody's job better than them. Like yeah, you right. know, I I would complain about you know who the booking person was booking on the show, and I would complain about how the editors were editing things, and I uh-huh. would complain about this and that. But none of that was my job like none of that was things i got paid i would complain about how the social media people ran the twitter account like i i you know yeah. i felt like i i expelled so much energy and they're at replying famous people without putting a period in you got it sure you know how is everyone supposed to see it um so yeah i feel like i had all these you know i was expelling so much energy and so much just unpleasantness feeling like that yeah and you know obviously you want the thing you work on to be as good as it can be, but also you have to realize what they're paying you for. Right. And just do that job the best you can. And if, you know, and, and if it, I mean, <laughs> obviously it's, it's, you know, unpleasant if you work hard at something and then it stinks, but you know, you, you'll be a more sane person and a more fun to be around employee. If you just do your job the best you can. And, right. you know, so I think that there are just people who have ultimate say, and the the important thing is to just realize that you write the best thing you can. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully they put it on the air in a way you want it to, like in a perfect mm-hmm. world, you write a thing that you think is funny and then it gets presented in the yeah. way that you want it and to. And everyone laughs. laughs. Yeah, about yeah. It. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, That's pretty amazing to think that you've written things that millions of people have laughed about. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, cool. or 700,000, but, <laughs> but sure. On a good night, on I a good mean, night. I mean, a on aggregate. Let's an aggregate. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we can round up. We can round up to a million. Sure. Um, but yeah, and I think High that, five, buddy. That's that, great. Yeah, yeah. That's the, that was the thing that I I had to learn. It's like I'll be a happier person if I just do my job the best I can. And you know, you you hope that they do it. You know, you hope that it gets up there in the way you want it to. But sometimes yeah. it doesn't, and that's you know. But it. Yeah. But it was because I, of someone else doing their job. That's not your job. I it's support- either that or you can drink the cocktail. El burro, right? Yeah. Yes. How's which that I, which I have, you? which I have done. Uh, oh, you drunk it? Oh man, uh, it was half you done before I even got a chance to speak. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was. It's it's a very interesting drink. Very tasty. This is a second ginger beer drink I think uh, in a, uh, the last few weeks, and um, I would I almost a, call it a tiki drink, except for it's tequila and not rum. Well, 
either way, uh, highly recommended. It. It's. Um, I say swap in some rum. See how that goes next. I time. mean, that's what's the harm? What's the yeah. harm? Um, but the the absinthe, uh, even though it's a quarter ounce, is um, ever present. You know, it's a quite mm, a yeah, uh, quite a potent thing. But uh, it's it's very it's, it, it makes it very its interesting. It, it's like a an interesting layer for sure. Right, but, adding uh, a little. Uh, I mean, how does uh, how does how does the absinthe interact with the ginger? I'm wondering. Is um, it like like which one is the spicier presence? Uh, it's inter- yeah, it's, a, it's a good question. It's 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 definitely the ginger beer is more spicy, but it's the so I think maybe what it does is gives a bit of spice to the absinthe, you know, because yeah. um, the taste like that black licorice, uh, or you know, black licorice like taste. Yeah, I uh, used to in a previous job that will go unelaborated on work with uh, wormwood bark a lot. Uh huh, and. That shit so is mysterious. so poisonous, man. Like, really? Yeah, because I, I, I would just get like huge like five-pound sacks of the stuff, and you'd like rip it open, and you feel like you, you've been like chopping up and snorting Advil's. <laughs> like, it's, so, it's like in your nose. Like, it, you can't smell anything right. normally for the next few hours. Yeah, like, and just imagine that fermented and drank. Yeah, it's, <laughs> man... Heavy duty. And but isn't uh, that the thing that, like, isn't that the, um, like, you can legally buy that? That's, that's I thought that was the, the thing in, in the, the ingredient in uh, absinthe that was no longer well, maybe that's why the Maybe that's why I'm not going to elaborate. Did you oh. ever think of that, Chris? Uh, no, you got okay. that shit out of a dumpster. <laughs> Somebody left in a dumpster for you. I get it. Diving, diving for wormwood. <laughs> nice. Um, um, well, Ben, why don't you talk a little bit about uh, meeting with the, the liquor guy for the wedding? Yeah, well, so it's been kind of funny meeting with all the different vendors for the wedding because, like, I think some of them are really on board with the kind of, like, I, like this isn't going to be, like, everything is a ball jar kind of wedding, but, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, which, but that's, like, definitely the prototype of the kind of wedding it's going to be. Sure. Uh, and... The Most one... weddings these days are planned by Mumford and Sons, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. If uh, I think when the... they're not composing their unique brand of banjo core, they are. Yeah. The the craft paper and tea candle industry have heavily uh, sure. have heavily cornered the wedding industrial complex. So, <laughs> uh, but uh... <laughs> the guys down there at Consolidated Chalkboard are <laughs> having having a great couple years. Yeah. Seriously. Uh... <laughs> uh... American standard burlap placemat. <laughs> um, but <laughs> the one uh, strange thing about uh, our wedding is that uh, because we're getting married in a public park, we have to use an alcohol company that is bonded by the city to provide alcohol in a park. Mm. And there are, I, I think there's two companies with that uh, distinction, and they do hundreds of events a year like they're just they're basically the walmart of of bar catering Mm -hmm. from what i can tell sounds great and this guy with these like capped teeth came out to the (laughs) venue to like walk around it with me the other day and uh i was looking at his list of of like you know this is like the upgraded bar uh for open bar uh invoice that he's showing me and it's all this like midori and peach schnapps and oh, yeah. peppermint schnapps and creme de banane and stuff. And, awesome. And uh, and I, I 
I was like, I think this is like, more. Why of... not extend the bachelorette party to the wedding? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. Are the straws cock shaped or not? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the you have a elderly, package that includes cock shaped straws. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I told the guy I think we're more of a Carpano Antica and Campari crowd, and uh, he gave me kind of a blank look. Um, and I said, you know, like craft cocktail. And and he's like, oh yeah, I get you, I get you, uh, yeah. I mean, you can you can vary this as much or as little as you want, and that kind of put my mind at ease. I think that we'll probably wind up with people manning the bar that are, uh, their level of sophistication is basically pour two things over ice. Sure. Um, yeah. So, which is a little bit unfortunate. Like I was kind of hoping to have something fancier, but um, I mean, I think when it's an open bar situation. Yeah, no one will complain too no, much. I mean, you'll true. have to be a real asshole to go like this. Mint isn't muddled enough. <laughs> yeah, like, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the only but, one that's really gonna, I think, have the issue. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to say to the guy like, I, you know, I'm a cocktail enthusiast of of some sure. repute. And, <laughs> <laughs> I cannot but, uh, be seen drinking wait, a simple rum and coke. Right, but you, I, you I could think... just you could just save yourself a lot of time by saying to him, "Do you know who I am?" <laughs> <laughs> That's what Surely I say to you most work people. in the cocktail business. You yeah. must. <laughs> you must be a huge. Let's drink about it. Fan. Yeah. And uh, uh, but I think that I kind of, I kind of communicated to him the thing that needed to commu- be communicated when he told me about the ice water and lemonade stand that they were going to put out. Also, and I said, now, like, what are we talking about with this lemonade? Is it a mix or is it fresh lemons? Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, well, uh, uh, we typically work with a mix. And I said what about fresh lemon juice for yeah. that? And he said, I, I think that can be arranged. Sure. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that, uh, I think I, I think he, he figured out what, what the hell I was talking about, <laughs> uh, based on that. And, sure. you know, it's, it's so weird to me to think about somebody who's like in the liquor business and has like literally no awareness of this like contemporary. Yeah liquor scene like yeah. his his whole understanding of the business is set in 1984 like, <laughs> <laughs> right like, like he, he never like he's never been to a, a fancy cocktail place like it's just not on his radar at all I, I was i was writing uh i was writing for a youtube show for a while and there is a there was a character on the show that was like a comical hipster like that was the <laughs> that was the character comical hipster and we were just kind of pitching general jokes for this character i'm like oh what about something where he asks somebody you know hey do you want a drink and they say yes and then he goes to his bar and is doing all these elaborate things like he's you know he's slapping mint and he's muddling and then you like see the clock start to turn and and then the the page is flying off the calendar yeah the person grows a giant beard and then they're a skeleton by the time they get their drink and you know it's that's a it's a, a a whatever joke right um and I was works, works for me. I was <laughs> me trying too. to explain this to the. I'm like, oh, and then you know, and then yeah, the person's a skeleton by the time they get their drink, and they're like, um, do people actually do that? Is that something that hipsters? Do? I'm like, yes, we can't have this <laughs> conversation. Like, yes, that's a thing that tracks. Yeah, I I don't. This cannot be debated. Yes, I'm right. <laughs> But uh, uh, yeah, yeah, so, so we're think... going to have like a hockey player and he's going to have like no face mask on his helmet and he's going to give us a big smile and a bunch of his teeth are going to be missing. 
um, do hockey players lose teeth or? Yeah. Yeah. I felt like it was like that of like, I, I don't know how to have this debate with you. I'm right. (laughs) This works. Yeah. I mean, it's something I also don't want to be obnoxious about because I know that like, it's a fine line. The majority of the guests probably don't give a shit either. Yeah. But like at the same time, you know, I, uh, my, uh, fiance's parents had a, uh, had a dinner party where like the main joke when we were sitting down was, Oh, you two sit at the kids table. Anybody under 65, anybody under 65, sure, you sure. know? Uh, but they, uh, I whipped up a picture or something for that and everybody was, uh, everybody was raving about it. So I think it's, there's it's, something to this. You no, know, you know? it's, it's kind of like the way like good music will make or break a night right. out or something. You know, if you're sitting in mm. a bar and the music is great, it adds to the night. If you're, at a wedding and the drinks are abysmal i mean you know you're going to notice that they're really bad right uh, now um, you're making me scared <laughs> no 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 but i'm saying they only have to be like you know it doesn't have to be the best drink they've ever had it just has to be something that like you know maybe they don't they don't get at the the dive bar that they uh you know they frequent you know all the people that are going to be at your wedding how they love to go to dive bars <laughs> yeah no, um but yeah, I don't think you have to, anything to be afraid of. I mean, maybe yeah, your yeah, friends... Yeah, I, I think the, you know, at the core of the wedding experience is just getting wrecked, yeah, right? right? So, yeah. I mean, I, it's, obviously, like, you it's know... It's more serving a function that than a first, form. If that first drink is, you know, complicated and interesting and lovely, like, that would be something. But also, you're on your way to just getting wrecked. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they if they fuck up a gin and soda or a gin and tonic, then you're in trouble, you know? Right. like that Because that's really all it yeah, takes. Yeah, you know, the best happy. man's going to get everybody to do shots at a yeah. certain point. And... Yeah. <laughs> well, we have... We, we did blow most of our budget on the... Uh, crystal goblet of cocaine that's going to be at the uh, well, there you go the see that's fun cocktail hour <laughs> got that yeah Just pass it around um well speaking of drinks that are uh perhaps a little bit fern barish um uh i wound up really liking this uh cupid's cocktail that you gave me yes yeah. uh, i do think that i made the right move in going with a peach uh liqueur that was markedly less syrupy sweet yeah. than uh, schnapps because um it's it's right up at the limit and i think that that probably varies based on what oranges you squeeze also mm-hmm. but um uh i i didn't mind it you know like it's the the interesting more thing orange about... juice than booze so it's it's mm-hmm. kind of a nice uh nice chill sipper yeah like the the thing with this dale de Graff book i think it's like the craft or the craft of the cocktail or something it's called but mm-hmm. there is a lot of a lot of sweet recipes and a lot of flavored vodka recipes and like, you know <laughs> like like and, and and so i birthday cake vodka right yeah just to, yeah just to take an ounce of whipped cream vodka <laughs> yeah. but like it, it so i don't know i think that it's an older one too so it's like maybe maybe late 90s or mid 90s or something so it's you know yeah, at, at a I time when that, maybe that was, that was the trend in, back then. exactly that was in fashion so yeah. um it's kind of nice to flip through and, and uh and you know think of a time that's gone by and remember <laughs> that uh it's in the past for a reason and it's not gonna you know have a resurgence anytime soon hopefully but um, yeah like we talked about the flavored vodka situation a couple of weeks ago and uh it's absurd you know it's absurd yeah flavored vodkas. well i think that this drink if if there were if there'd been a valentine's episode in the first season of sex in the city it would not be surprising to see this <laughs> drink make a make an appearance make, get a reference from samantha yeah uh, that's uh well there's my claim to fame i'm i, uh, <laughs> I picked out your wedding drink and it's uh resembles a sex in the city beverage it's great <laughs> 
Chris, do we have a life event request from our uh, legion of listening fans? Lo and behold, I have one in my hand. It, uh, this week comes from at Adamanti Social, which I really like. Uh, that's a good name. Um, what I pairs like that well? It's like almost adamantium, but then it <laughs> yeah, social. Yeah. Uh, he he asks what pairs well with an am- uh, with amateur home repair. Uh, maybe I should wait to see what pairs with stitches and tetanus shots. <laughs> um, yeah, this is definitely something you want to be getting drunk during. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're using a nail gun. Uh, and I, I I came across this one. Um, uh, and I remembered it from a uh, past episode with uh, Chuck Bryant, where we talked about the velvet hammer. So oh, yeah, uh, you are. Gonna yeah, drink... we have covered this, haven't we? Well, we talked about it. We, you know, because it was on that cocktail book where, uh, oh man, it was. It alluded to something like you know, trying to trying to win over the the girl next door, and you give her the mm. velvet hammer. It was like something crude <laughs> like that. Um, anyway, so this is three quarter ounces of triple sec, three quarter ounces of white creme de cacao, <laughs> two ounces of fresh cream and freshly grated nutmeg. You're going to shake all the ingredients well with ice and strain into a chilled cocktail glass, a uh, chilled cocktail or martini glass, and dust with the nutmeg. So this is a bit of a, this is another one. This is another uh, one another of those drinks. Sweet ass motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's just no way around it. Yeah. So, um, you know, basically anytime you're out in the hot sun or you're working on your home, the like home repairs, you've been working all day. Just want a creamy. Yeah. Just go, sweet. go for the, go for, <laughs> dairy go for the intensive. Fresh, yeah. Go for the fresh cream drinks every yeah. time. Uh, well, I, uh, you know, you could do a lot worse. Chase it with a bowl of soup. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, uh, how do people find you on Twitter? Uh, I am at Jordan underscore Morris. Uh, you should absolutely follow Jordan's Twitter. It's one of the funniest there is. Um, yes, thank you. And uh, you should also listen to his show, Jordan Jesse Go, which is my favorite podcast. Ah, <laughs> uh, other than this one, obviously. Sure, of course. Uh, you guys got taken off the top seat because I had <laughs> you such enjoy a listening ego. to your own. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Like, oh, that was great this week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it's I actually don't listen. It's just in theory because sure, I get the sound assume, of my voice yeah, on you tape. Would, but yeah. you know, when you're I, there, you're you're yeah. doing it. You don't need to. Yeah. Back. Assuming it gets edited well by me sure. in that fugue state that right. I have to go into to edit it. <laughs> um, but yeah, Jordan Jessica is great and uh, definitely one of the main inspirations I had in wanting to do a podcast. So uh, give that a listen if you're unfamiliar. Um, and you can follow Chris on Chicken at Chris B. Chris on, on Chicken. You said Chris on Chicken, which is pretty good. Did I say that? that yeah. Yeah, it's pretty well, great. Because of the bird. Go over there the to chicken.com. Yeah. <laughs> at Chris B. Twitter. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can follow Chris on Twitter. <laughs> at Chris B. Chicken. And Benjamin uh, at Benjamin R. A H R. And you can follow us at Drink About It, and our show is online at www.letsdrinkabout.it, and it's on Facebook and Tumblr and Instagram, although there's still only two things as of this recording hmm. on our Instagram. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's been a hoot having you on the show again, yeah, Jordan. Thanks, Thank George. you so much. Thanks so and, much. Um, I guess we'll be back at you next week with more life events and more cocktails that go perfectly with them. I guess. <laughs> Come on, Chris, show some enthusiasm. Okay. See you Aww. next week.
uh, we've been having problems where we started as a video call and the like it's so jittery oh, and laggy. I know, yeah. And then like I'll do a joke and I'll start to like nervously laugh because it's taking so long to get any reaction from the people on the other side. Right. And vice versa that it's but it's, don't they you just f- not like it or have they not heard it? Uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> like